morning, good evening, and good afternoon. I hope you guys have been having a wonderful day. I know I am, and you know why that is. It's because I'm on fall break. And you know what that means in law school? Nothing. I spent about a couple days working on some stuff, but honestly, for Saturday, I've had Saturday to myself, which is really refreshing. I got stuff I needed to do done, so honestly, I'm just gonna enjoy the Saturday and Sunday I have, probably just sleeping, because honestly, you don't appreciate sleep until you're deprived of it. I think everybody who's currently going to school can <laughs> attest to that or work depending on what time you get there. But anyway, since we're still in October and it is still the spooky season, we are gonna go ahead and be discussing still the horror genre. But this time, we will be talking about crossovers and collaborations because honestly that is something that has always interested me because as long as horror movies have been around with their monsters their creatures their supernatural foes and even human enemies the question that has plagued everybody's mind especially if that movie turns into a franchise is what if they faced so and so and you know what's funny in the 1930s movie studios had no problem answering this question they basically made one of the first, if not the very first, cinematic universe that has ever graced the silver screen. Shoot, they had so many crossovers with Frankenstein, the Wolfman, Count Dracula, the Invisible Man. Heck, they even did crossovers with comedians, and I am talking about Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman. Abbott and Costello meet Count Dracula. I think they even had Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. You know what? I'm actually sure about that one. And you know what? If you haven't watched any of their films, you are doing yourself an injustice because they're actually quite funny. And if you don't know who Abbott or Costello is, you really need to look them up. They're known for some of the classics. And I mean classic comedies. They were around the same time as the Three Stooges. And my God, if you don't know who the Three Stooges is, yeesh. I am definitely getting old. But anyway, it's funny because t uh, crossover fever for horror movies basically died after the 1940s and they went back to doing their own movies with no connection to either one or mention about them meeting each other. And the funny thing is, a lot of the crossover stuff happened after the 40s were with big monsters like Godzilla basically fighting everybody. I mean, I don't even think there was a monster Godzilla didn't fight. I mean, even the American monsters like King Kong, which he did lose, by the way. So, despite what the new movie kind of does, King Kong basically earned that W. So, I guess it's a tie right now, depending on movies. But anyway, back to the topic. The horror movie crossover craze didn't heat back up until the 1970s and 80s. And this is because a new wave of monsters, creatures, and other supernatural franchises were being born. I mean... We basically got, what, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, The Predator, Leatherface, Chucky, Alien, and so many more. And people did not only want to see these guys in so many different movies, but they also wanted them to fight each other. I mean, I can't tell you how many discussions there are about who would win against each other. I mean, one of the biggest ones is Jason versus Michael Myers because they're basically the same thing, except one is a lot more powerful than the other. And in my opinion, I think Jason got this. I think Jason would win against Michael Myers. And if you don't believe me, well, 
there's not really a movie to clarify that. That's just going to be an argument about movies, comics, and all that stuff. And you know what's funny? The discussions about who would win in a fight against each other just got stronger throughout the years because there were so many movies just adding on to their kill counts, to their powers, and even new players got introduced. I mean, you got Pinhead, Candyman, Ghostface, Jigsaw, and so many new people to add to the discussions. And people wondered why none of these guys had ever met or why the studios didn't attempt to make a movie with more than one franchise character. Now, I know there were probably a lot of studios who wanted to do something along these lines, but they were stopped for many reasons. One of the biggest reasons that occurred that basically put a stop to this was because a lot of these franchises were owned by different studios and the odds of them meeting were not that good. A lot of these studios didn't want to share the pot of money that they would have if they would have collaborated. Even studios that own the rights didn't want to have two of their main monsters sharing the screen and this was the case with Alien and the Predator franchise. Because remember, 20th Century Fox during the 80s owned both franchises. But the producers didn't believe the project would be any good. And this is why Dark Horse Comics were allowed to print the crossovers in the comics and in the books. And ironically enough, that's where most of the crossovers between these franchises happened. In the comics because they couldn't get it to happen in the studios. Now, in the comics, you can find so many crossovers that never happened in the big screen. One of the biggest ones was, of course, Alien vs. Predator. Back in 89, when the comic first appeared, they had so many people wanting to buy more, which of course spread out, and they made entire comic book series based on this premise. But later, you also had Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash Williams. Yes, you did hear that right. They had a crossover between not only Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, but with Evil Dead as well. And this took place after the movie Freddy v. Jason, in which Freddy gets his hands on the Necrocomicon, or how do you pronounce that? The Necrocomicon? Okay, I'm just going to go with Necrocomicon. From the Evil Dead franchise, and of course, stuff ensues. And on top of that, they made a sequel to that comic book, which was really good. And my God, did Freddy get super powerful. And you know what's even funnier and makes this even better? A lot of these crossovers happened with sub-companies of DC Comics. And not to mention, the ones that were made from independent artists and comic book companies made some very interesting crossovers. I mean, they even had Jason versus Jason X. Now, if you're wondering why these two creatures are totally different entities, I got no idea. Apparently they are. And you know what's actually kind of hilarious? You know who won in that situation? Situation? Jason. Jason beat Jason X. Somehow, in some way, I don't know, I didn't read the comic, but apparently OG Jason is just that powerful, even though Jason X has all those cool toys, because apparently the old always triumphs the new. But also, they also had a crossover between Leatherface and Jason Voorhees, and you know what's funny? They got along. Yes, 
Jason Voorhees and Leatherhead got along. But of course, one thing that's kind of funny is they're similar in a sense. Like their backstories are both tragic and it's a very very weird comic and not to mention i'm not going to go into spoilers if you want to read it it was about a couple of issues but if you really are a big fan of texas chainsaw and friday the 13th this comic will be for you and i'm not gonna lie seeing jason Voorhees in a home setting with the family from texas chainsaw massacre is very weird entertaining but weird but Jason, Freddy, Ash Williams, and Leatherface weren't the only people enjoying the crossovers. One comic studio basically took it upon themselves to create a character who had crossovers with some of the other horror characters. And this series was called Hack and Slash. And basically, with this comic book series, they had crossovers with Chucky, Victor Crowley from the Hatchet movies, and even Vampirella. If you don't know who that is, I didn't know who that is. I had to Google it, and then when I asked my dad who this person was, he basically had to explain to me the movie series. And... These guys weren't the only ones who had crossovers. I was surprised to find out that the X-Files actually had a crossover with the vampires from 30 Days and Nights. Now, if you're a big fan of that movie, because honestly, it is a very phenomenal, underrated vampire movie. I was surprised that they did even the slightest bit of crossover with the X-Files. Because with how powerful they are, you would figure the people from the X-Files dead. But apparently not because plot armor or other stuff. And the funny thing is, the comic is set in Alaska. Muller and Scully get sent to Alaska to investigate some disappearances. Yes, so it's basically the same setting with the vampires, but somehow, in some way, they survive. Now, does Scully believe in vampires after this? No idea. I haven't read the comic, but the premise is interesting. And like I said, when it came to crossovers, these comics were a safe haven for these types of things. But it's kind of sad to see that movies were not found to be a safe haven for these horror movie crossovers that we so desperately wanted to their counterpart in the comics. Now, one thing that's very interesting is the fact that we've only had very few crossovers with these horror franchises in the recent years. And this all happened back in the early 2000s. Of course, we had Alien vs. Predator 1 and 2. And then the last one we got was Freddy vs. Jason, which took years in the making. And ironically enough, this crossover was first teased when Jason Goes to Hell was released in 1993 when they had Freddy Krueger cameo in that movie at the very end. But the crossover that was teased that happened in 1933, no, my bad, 1993, didn't happen until another 10 years. And you know why? It's because these studios didn't want to negotiate on how they would want to split the money. And when they finally got to the table, Freddy versus Jason happened. And I know it's not the best representation of these two franchises, but honestly, I loved it. Once they actually got to the fighting part, oh my God, did that movie really ramp up. I mean, I just love the movie. It's fantastic. And it's one of my guilty pleasures. But anyway, those two franchises... The Alien Predator series and Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street are the only movies that has ever come up where these two characters 
have met and it's insane and again it all comes down to money because each studio owns their perspective franchises and after that movie came out the only thing that came out after that within the franchises were basically reboots and some sequels if they were lucky and not to mention, now, after so many years, and you now you have, what, the MCU, the DCU, and basically crossovers bringing in the money, unless you're DC, then it doesn't bring you the money, you would figure that these horror franchises are going to be like, all right, let's have Freddy versus Jason or them take place in the same universes. That's not happening because now the rights to these horror franchises are going back to the original creators. And it will be a lot harder for these types of crossovers to happen because different studios are, again, buying the rights to these creatures, sub monsters or whatever. So a lot of these franchises are basically gonna go back to what they were back in the 80s where they have different owners. And I know, you figure that these people are going to want to negotiate with each other, are going to want to team up, but the odds of that happening are, again, slim to none because you're going to want one studio who wants to have as much money gained from these franchises as possible. And we're basically going to go back where the comics are the safe haven for these types of things. We're seeing this right now when it comes to the Halloween franchise. Miramax just won the TV rights to Halloween and apparently they're going to build their own cinematic universe. I have no idea what that entails, but I really hope that they have their sights set on other horror movie franchises so we can finally get a cinematic crossover between franchises or at least, at the very least, a limited series with a big budget. Because it would be really cool if we had a series building up to a huge fight between these two characters and a great story to go along with it. Now, one thing that's very interesting is the fact that Blumhouse Studios is in talks about doing a crossover with the Insidious and the Conjuring franchise, which I have no idea how that would even work because one series is based on the exploits of real life people and the other is based on fiction. Again, I have no idea how they would do it or if it would be successful. Actually, you know what? It probably will be successful, but it would be very interesting to see creatures from these movies actually fight each other. I haven't really watched anything from the franchise, from either franchise, actually. Not really a big ghost guy, but it would be interesting to see how Blumhouse would create a movie with these two creatures fighting each other. If it's successful, maybe it'll wake up the others and be like, hey... You guys have horror movie franchise characters. Have them fight each other. Seriously, it's not that hard. It's 2023. You can do this. I mean, heck, Chucky would be an excellent crossover with, I don't know, Ghostface? I mean, think about it. Chucky trying to figure out who the heck he's working with or trying to catch Ghostface because he has no idea who the heck it is. It would be an excellent cat and mouse game, especially if Ghostface has no idea that a killer doll is after him. It would be actually really funny. You could actually make it into a comedy. See, ideas like this are just waiting to happen and waiting to be basically put on the big screen or the little screen. 
Well, that marks the end for another spooky episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed yourself. I know I have. And please don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell your friends about this podcast. Well, I hope you guys have a blessed one and a spooky week ahead of you. Because the closer we get to Halloween, the better things are going to get. And the more fun we're going to have. But again, that's it for this week's episode. Sayonara, see you later, and have a blessed one. Goodbye.